The Very Serious Crafts podcast is on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash serious crafts to support our podcast. Find out about our Patreon half-stitched episodes and more. Hello and welcome to Season 4, Episode 3 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins Podcast. Today we'll be talking about things we'll never make. That's right. Did you ever yes. did you ever think that this would be a topic? Like we make a lot of things. Did you ever think we would talk about things we would never make? <laughs> oh well. No, because I figured we would eventually get around to <laughs> making them all. <laughs> I will say um, yeah. my first thought when considering this topic is never say never. I mean, we are definitely dooming ourselves to making all of these things that by is, recording this podcast. That is true. We will have we will have documentation of our yeah. hypocrisy or something, but um yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I or- I or are perhaps um, over-eager dismissal. There. That's a very nice way to say that. <laughs> I, I think when, I, when I've considered what we're going to talk about today, I, um, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of, I don't want to get ahead of us too much. But basically it was like the, realistically, are these things ever going to happen? Probably not. All I'm saying is we've had bad ideas before. That's but true. Before we jump into actually talking about things, yes, uh, let's talk about a good to... idea first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, please. Um, we want to give a shout out to our very serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are supporting us at Patreon.com/slash/SeriousCrafts. Many thanks to Hallie, Haley. And Catherine, you're the best. Thank you very much, friends. So what would you never make, Haley? Like, shoes. What's the, uh, shoes. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. Boy. It's a, it's a whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> hmm? It's a whole thing, making shoes. It is a whole thing, and it's becoming a thing yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, I it tried to become a thing... Oh, I want to say, well, the last time I went to CHA. So maybe the early teens. And, and specifically in that case, I what comes to mind is like the espadrille soul. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So that tried to happen. And I think it kind of did. But they, I think the fit wasn't particularly practical for a lot of people. Sure. But making shoes, shoes, yes. like... We're talking the serious craft version. Yes. Like, whether they be leather or canvas or vinyl, whatever it is that the material of choice, like, that is a commitment. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen a shoe sewing machine? Uh, I'm not sure, because... My friend Katie went and took a so a a shoe making course. Yes, and I, I was rem- hoping you would talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and um, hi Katie. Yes, hi Katie. And she, um, 
I definitely saw photos of that process and I'm trying to remember if there was a sewing machine or if much of it was done by hand. I mean, I know I much of, a lot of it was done by hand, but I don't remember. Yeah. I think the answer can be both. Yeah. But um, uh, my husband comes from a very large and very interesting Quaker family. Mm-hmm. And a good portion of his um, his cousins and aunt and uncle all live at this compound isn't the right word because that's culty yeah but um but they all they have a farm and yeah it's basically the whole family pitches in and there are different living places but um uh, but they all live right there and they often end up with some very interesting tools because they're an extremely creative bunch like we that. just had a Zoom birthday party for my brother-in-law, and half of that crew showed up in elaborate cardboard, like, full overhead masks. Oh, my goodness. I mean... <laughs> I love it. Like, origami Wow. cardboard masks, like, of a lion and a dragon. Um, so these are... These are really, really awesome and creative human beings like just the whole pile of them yeah but i was over there at the farm for another person's birthday before all of this nonsense yes and at some point just out of nowhere one of jeremy's cousins was like hey do you want to come up and see my antique shoe sewing machine and i was like uh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's <laughs> <Obviously>. not obvious. <laughs> and it is so weird. Um it's it's a boot sewing machine okay. specifically. And I think I I definitely took a picture of it. So I could be, I oh gosh, I don't even know where in the world it would be, but I, I can probably find it. But I it's hand crank. Okay. Um I'm I'm googling right now. Oh yeah. To, to uh, just get and some views on, on this. Okay. You know like the um like the boot stands for like resoling things. Yeah. I mean, even if you haven't ever used one, I think most of us have probably seen one. Sure. Yeah. Um or can imagine it. But it's like that with a sewing machine above it. <laughs> yeah. This is and it is interesting. Like I feel like it could sew through my arm. <laughs> well, um, so if I had access to that, I might change my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So first of all, I just want to say when it comes to like a shoe cobbler, uh huh. just to get in a nice bit of a dad joke here, really the only kind of cobbler I want is going to be like peach or something, but... <laughs> Although I might want a cobbler I would have been so disappointed for me, but if you hadn't I know I could have just passed by that But it was right there um, But it, this actually leads in right to One of the things that came to mind for me Which is a to I, I could make But I am very very unlikely To make A leather purse Now mm-hmm. um, A couple years ago I think I 
did a roundup of leather purse or faux leather purse um, sewing patterns for yeah. the spruce. And there were some designs in this that I especially love. They are just, they're very simple. They're like, you know, very classy, classic styles of purse. There's a clutch purse that I like. There's this gorgeous crossbody bag that is all structured. And then there's a satchel mm -hmm. that I just, oh, it, it's, it's a work of art. <laughs> but even just researching. I think you need one. I mean, I, you're... <laughs> you're speaking of it as though you might want to go on a date with it. it that's so, true. <laughs> that's I'm true. Just saying. Um, you know, these are the kinds of bags that if you bought it, it they could be, you know, upwards of $150, easily yeah. $300, you know. And um, as I was researching them, though, just looking at the patterns, and some of them had even just tutorials that you could um, work through. Yeah. You can see the level of complexity to making a fine leather bag like this. There's just... Uh, it's a lot of skill. Yeah. I mean, I think it's relatively easy to make one. I think it is quite hard to make a good one. Yes. Or, I mean, to make not a good enough one. Right. I think that... To make... For personal use... Yeah. Like... I guess I, during the pandemic, I have bought a lot of weird things. Um, and one of the weird things that I purchased, well, on some pretty strong anti-anxiety medication, was uh, a coach bag. Okay. I have never in my life wanted a brand name <laughs> handbag. Um, but... I this is and it isn't a big one. It's like a clutch size. Um and I I believe my reasoning was I got it in case my husband gets nominated for another Emmy. See? Um, these are the which, things you have to plan for. I, because you, it's the things you have to plan for. The well, rest of us not so much. <laughs> fine. But because purses have been the hardest thing for me to find when we've gone in the past. Okay. Like purses that are appropriate yeah. for what I'm supposed to be wearing. Um but so when I when it came and it's it's small, it's like you know, small mailing envelope size or yeah. I guess large mailing envelope size. Um but and it's rainbow striped. Oh cool. So it's got um basically leather strips of different colors uh, quilted uh, almost oh wow like i i've made i made a similar project out of pendleton wool for a pendleton book okay at one point um but just looking at the zipper insertion and how perfect the stitches in the ditch were right like I have long not understood um, why you wouldn't just buy a convincing fake because, uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, A, I live in New York City and yeah, that's easy Chinatown to do. exists yeah. and there are lots of people who have convincing fakes, mm -hmm. but 
now I understand. Like, I I don't, still don't understand. I, I don't know. I, I just don't like modern handbag design. Um, like, the aesthetics of it. Sure. I'm just not into it. But, like, the skill that goes into it is not dissimilar to, like, Tiffany jewelry versus... Yeah. Jewelry that I might make, even if I make it out of fine jewelry materials. Yeah. Well, and yeah. that's the thing that I when I when I look at these these bags that I think are delightful, yeah. uh, absolutely gorgeous. Obviously, um, could I learn how to do this? Um, yes, I absolutely could. I could. I know that I have enough skills already, and then the ability to pick up things like that. Yes, I could do that. Will yeah. I do it? Highly, highly unlikely. <laughs> yes. And I mean, and it is, I guess I just have a lot of respect for people who have those skills. 100%. Um, and I mean, I feel similarly about, well, I guess going back to random Emmy things, high-end dresses. Yes. Like, I don't personally need them in my life, but there's a big difference uh, in yeah. ready-to-wear versus, well, I guess also still ready-to-wear, but not really. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not not real person ready-to-wear. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, exactly. Um, <sighs> ready-to-wear only if you are a sample size and someone is dressing you. Yes. <laughs> and then you give it back. Exactly. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. uh, anyway, so, yeah, I, I am totally with you on the purse thing. I have sewn cloth purses. Yes, me not. too. Yeah. I, I, made, I made a, like, a cloth purse with um, some English paper piecing on it, and I used that thing so much, I carried it... I, along through vacations and like all yes. kinds of like it it got so much wear it's still still perfectly fine and i you know just decided i wanted something different but like yeah you can make purses but it's a little different working with fabric than leather or even it faux is. leather it is it's oh i think i just found the a oh i've just found an ebay listing for the same model of sewing machine that oh boy. Um, my what, cousin-in-law, is that a thing, uh, has. Okay. But, no, I, oh, I really should not be looking. No, you should not. You don't have room for that in your apartment. Thank you. <laughs> well, I was really just looking for a photo to show you. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I, but I've, but... I've, I've seen some of the things that, that have popped up and yeah i it's yeah, uh it's a, it's, it's a whole interesting world there with the uh the it is cobbler sewing machines yeah i all right i have i have just entered uh a listing and turns out they're about as expensive as featherweights are which is pretty expensive hmm, hmm. all right okay so on a similar or in a similar vein to things that it takes a real hardcore sewing machine well to make well okay um jeans 
I'm also probably never going to sew jeans, even though off-the-rack jeans do not fit me. Like, categorically do not fit me. Um, and frankly, at this moment, they don't make them in my size. Yeah. They they just don't. Um, and so I, I own the ginger jeans pattern. I have owned the ginger jeans pattern since it has existed. <laughs> but I just... I don't know why I can't, but I I don't know. It is, that is some industrial level sewing. It's top stitching. Yes. And I mean, you can get denim needles that are extra sharp, but I will sew over my hand. That is going to be when I finally do it. And yeah, yeah, it's, and I see everybody making such beautiful jeans and... My butt and my waist would really like me to jump right on into that, mm-hmm. but I have to say that's like another example, though, of where um, you have to have a lot of respect for how off the rack jeans are made because it's really easy to yes. people don't always remember a human made those. Yeah, a human made that, all of the right. things. It wasn't that... just a machine that output those genes. There are, are yes. very skilled human beings making those genes for a very low amount of money. And even so the expensive quickly. ones, right? Like they're yeah. even the one the people who are are paid a decent wage, they're still being paid a small amount of money for their skill level because they can do it yeah. so fast. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, imagine how, well, I can't. Frankly, my, well, my Bernina might sew that fast. Yeah. But sewing and with an industrial sewing machine is yeah. like taking your life into your own hands. Right. And then the the level of accuracy, because, you know, as you said, the top stitching on a pair of jeans. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, if it isn't straight, everybody knows. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, even on like the most inexpensive brands of jeans, which by the way, don't take any less skill exactly. to produce, <laughs> exactly. um, they just use cheaper materials or yep. don't pay their workers. Exactly. <laughs> um, just to be very, very clear about that. Um, but like, even it like... I, I don't know how much jeans cost. Um, well, like you can, a $15 pair yeah. of jeans from, I don't know, Walmart. Yeah. Um, like those, that top stitching is straight. Like those, they are beautifully made jeans, even if they are not fancy jeans. Right. And then I think like take into account if you were making a pair of jeans for a toddler. Mm-hmm. It's really tiny. It's actually hard to sew tiny. <laughs> it might take less time, but those tiny, those skinny little legs? What? Oh my goodness. It's impressive. Yeah, well, and the proportions of a toddler are baffling anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, like, mm-hmm. clearly garment workers are 
we they just don't get enough credit for no, they're what they... deeply underappreciated. Yeah, yeah. Um, In especially so many ways. when we talk about like when people get snobby about you know I only I only wear me made clothes. Well, that's that's really great, but literally everything is made by someone. Yeah, and I mean. It's great to be proud of yourself, and you should be. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's not to take away from that. It's no. to, like, just say, like, like but also acknowledge that, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I have friends that can turn things out pretty fast. Um, um, my friend Hannah, who isn't uh, isn't related but may as well be. Like okay. their family travels with my um, in-laws and like we go on, on all of our like vacations and trips and stuff together. Like they are the other family. Yeah. Um, and she sews beautifully and her jeans are fantastic. And she is match makes on the internet broadly. Okay. Um, but specifically on Instagram. Uh, and I, it boggles my mind. Yeah. And she's so good at fitting. And she's been sewing less time than I have. And she's just very talented. And now I'm like, ooh, yeah, it would just be embarrassing if I tried. <laughs> Um, uh, see, also coats. I feel that way about coats as well. Yeah. Uh, I have, I've seen a few coats that, um, people I know have made or that people have shared. Um, there was one recently and I don't know if I, I, don't, I can't remember if I saved it or not, but it was kind of a, a basic boxy coat with a hood and it was all patchwork done with rifle paper company fabric florals, like very busy and just gorgeous. And that was yeah. really simple, but obviously there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, my friend Faith also made a coat, like a nice, like, I think it was like a green wool pea coat. It's like, mm-hmm. my goodness, amazing. Uh, and I I love coats. Yeah. Like, I never leave the house, so I don't think most people know this about me. But, <laughs> I, I mean, during normal times, yes. I, don't, I yes. don't leave the house. Um, but I love coats and I love vintage coats specifically. Mm-hmm. And I love vintage coats because they fit. I have the proportions of someone from the 50s. Yeah. As it turns out. Um, if you were born during the Depression, your stuff fits me because <laughs> your growth was probably stunted. Wow, that was dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, but also probably true. Um, there you go. <laughs> right. Anything that is not clothing related that um, you are feeling the need to avoid? <laughs> um, well, this kind of could open up a whole category, but... Uh-oh. <laughs> um, we... I have because I have like a a a family of crafters there's always things from throughout the years and also probably I would say um 
what would be the like the sewing equivalent of your eyes being bigger than your stomach? You know that expression. <laughs> um, uh, uh, your machine be being wait your stash being bigger than well than your container, I guess. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> about that's about right. Uh, then you're covered. Yes, that <laughs> that's it right there. You're just, the stash uh-huh. is bigger than the cupboard, and um, so we've. My mom and I have especially been trying to just whittle down a little bit on some of those things. And mm-hmm. one of the things that recently I pulled out and I said, we are never going to make this, mm-hmm. is uh, a little miniature Christmas tree made with seed beads where oh, you like I know exactly you ne- what you're yep. talking about. So you string the seed beads and then you like form there's like wire and you, you know, drape and they do little miniature ornaments. And we had the full kit for it. And I think oh, yes. we had the little cloche, you know, dome glass dome that you would keep it in yeah. because of course you don't want this thing to get dusty. And could I make that? Of course I could make that. In fact, I might even enjoy the process of making that, but I made the call, I'm never making that. And so it went away forever. And I have made similar calls with some things like in... That sounds very intense. Yes, it was. It went away forever. It went away forever. (laughs) Some poor soul went to Goodwill. where did it go? Yeah, it went to Goodwill. Some poor soul picked it up and was like, this is a great idea. I'm going to make this. And they have no idea what they've gotten themselves into. Oh, no, that will just get passed along. Like, it will go (laughs) on at least four more stops before it becomes half made. Exactly. Someone will make half of it. Uh And then someone will put it back in the box and then donate it to Goodwill. And then someone will open it and find that it's half made and then throw it away. Yep, exactly. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And (laughs) And I'm I'm very sorry to to doom that tree (laughs) to this fate. But I I think it was inevitable. Yeah. Although I will say you have done a good deed for bead kind. Yeah. You did send me those Halloween um, beading Mm-hmm. brooch things yes and i feel like and i'm going to make those yes I, so you have passed along something to me that i will make yeah and i think i think that in itself is part of it is like i i'm unlikely i i just i can't take on too many really big projects the kinds of things that if that was all well, you were kind of busy. Exactly. Like I say this as I'm sitting here knitting a sweater that I bought the yarn for just about a year ago and started knitting in the summer and so obviously this is a, <laughs> you know, a, a long ongoing project, but Right. I can't have a lot of projects that take an extended amount of time. I have my lifetime English paper piecing quilt that I'm working on. That's fine. Mm-hmm. One like that is is okay. Can't do much more. So see also um, a massive cross-stitch project. Unlikely to happen. Um, one other thing that came to mind, probably not likely to take up like large-scale weaving. As much as I think that would be delightful, it's not going to happen. 
Um, no. You know, and I have access to yeah. large-scale looms um, where my lace guild meets. I could take classes and such. Yeah. But I, I nope. Yeah, it, there's that is just... not a thing you need to do. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, there's, there's a point where I go, is this a, a nice idea? Probably. But it, it's just, no, it doesn't need to happen. I can't do that. <laughs> no, if you don't feel like in love with the idea, yeah, then I feel like you probably, I don't know, at least for the really big things. I need to have fallen head over heels for it. Yes. Before I'm going to invest that kind of time. Yes. And effort. Uh, I might also say, like, I'm I'm unlikely to do lace making. Like, that's probably never going to happen as much oh, as I think it's so gorgeous. Soothing. I just, I don't think that's going to happen for me. Yes. Oh, I haven't talked about bobbin lace on here in a long time. I know. But, you know. I haven't gotten my lace pillow out in an equally long time oh my goodness i just realized that a um a stand for my lace pillow my my dad has just well not just but fairly recently retired um from the crime lab that he ran and he now spends most of his day in a wood shop that he built specifically for doing woodworking all day. Yeah. And all, he always wants to know what he can make for me. And he's been making me just gorgeous, gorgeous wooden bowls. Yeah. But there, that is an idea. I there need you to go. write it down and remember because he will... He is one of those people, like, unlike probably the two of us, if someone comes to us and is like, will you make me fill in the blank? I'm like, oh, absolutely not. I, no. Uh-huh. Um, but my dad is like, yes, I would love to. <laughs> because he's retired and it's not his job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Like and that. also, I'm his kid. If he yeah. wanted me to make something for him, I would also be delighted to do it. Exactly. Exactly. I Sometimes when my mom asks me to make something for her, it takes me a little while, but I try to get there eventually because, yeah. It's a, it's did a you ever weave in do. the ends of that shawl? I did. I don't know if she's hey. born. I think I, I think, yeah, I think I wove in the ends and I gave it to her last year for Mother's Day and... There's not really been any reason to, <laughs> to wear it out since then. <laughs> well, I guess now that we know what we will probably never make ever. <laughs> what we will be making in the future without question because we have jinxed ourselves. <laughs> you mean? That. I'm going to try really hard not to go and shop for supplies. <laughs> I'm not going to Goodwill to find that hmm. bead kit either. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, shoes are looking real good. It's true. Because I have not normal shaped feet. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like super wide toed shoes. Yes. Yeah. Made to your specifications. Um, I, 
Yeah. I did have the thought that if I were to make one of those beaded Christmas trees, that it would be so much more fun to make it not in traditional colors. Like make it a pearly white or a pink or an aqua tree. Right? I was going to say, I, it's going to be pink and aqua, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be that would be the reason to make one. Oh, dear. I mean, I think that would be really pretty. And you could use be larger beads. You would not have to use seed beads. I, I, I did see a beaded tree that used uh, e-beads, I think, was the size, the, the little bit larger size beads. Not quite as magically yeah. charming, but uh, an option. Yeah. My actual Christmas tree um, is constructed more or less exactly like those small trees, but on a large scale. There you go. Now that we I think use about it. Giant beads. <laughs> no. I mean, now it's we've tinsel. changed the project. Now we've changed the project. That's okay. That's all right. Mm. Okay. So I, uh, I think you should. Give it some thought. <laughs> okay. All right. I will. Yeah. I'll and, consider And it. on that note. <laughs> yes. We, we should probably stop before we've talked ourselves into like four new projects. <laughs> what are you talking about? That would never happen on this podcast. No, it, it has never happened in the history of the podcast. Why would it start now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And I did not read that correctly because I was not thinking. You know what? That's totally okay. It's still sincere. (laughs) It's true. It was sincere because I wasn't even reading it. Yeah. Um, But now I'm going to read it. So thanks for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts, on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts, and also on Pinterest at Serious Crafts, I believe. Um, (laughs) You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. And finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, and honestly, how could you not be, um, (laughs) please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which help more people who love crafting find us. And also a special shout out to the people who actually did comment telling us about their pets names because <laughs> that actually happened and it I could not have been more delighted when I saw the first one so that's so the best you. yes uh yeah now go uh go learn a new craft that you never thought you'd learn <laughs> or not or not <laughs> Not. Just donate that kit to Goodwill because you're never going to actually make it. <laughs> mm. All right. <laughs> Bye. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs>